The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The following podcast contains explicit language. Tell me what type of girl you like. Like, what do you look for in a relationship? Um, like, what are you attracted to? Um, you know, honestly, I've typically, you know, dated white girls. For typically most, for most or of only? My life. No, not only. Okay. Just mostly. You know, I, I grew up in a predominantly white you know, neighborhood area, and so that's what was available to me in college, kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. So that's, that was, you know, the pool that I was kind of working with. I mean, I grew up the same way, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't say that I dated predominantly non-black people. Yeah. You know, like I actually have predominantly dated black people. Yeah. Hey y'all, welcome to our second edition of Represent Rose. I'm Aisha Harris, your host normally, but for this special four-part recap series of The Bachelorette, my producer, Marilyn, is hosting. Hi, and yes, as I tweeted last night, I am officially, absolutely, emotionally invested in this show. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've only loosely been paying attention. It's okay. been a pretty big week, right? Oh my God, yes. Or we had a couple of weeks. But this week in particular, ABC gave us episode five and episode six back to back oh, this God. Monday and Tuesday. It's so much in one week. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> and of course, I made it my job. So yeah, it's, it's been a great week. Um, I created a Google Doc where I had like all the guys that were there since episode four. And I kept having to move them around as they got kicked off. <laughs> so of course, me and Robin had to jump into the studio this morning. And this is Wednesday morning to um, record and in case you're listening to this before you listen to the first edition of Represent Rose, Dr. Robin M. Boylan is an associate professor at the University of Alabama. And so we talk a lot. <laughs> so let's just jump right in. Yay. Hey, Robin, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. So where to start? I feel like in the last one, we talked a lot about being Team Eric and just like really anticipating the race conversation. Um, that that they were like foreshadowing was going to happen in the previews. And um, we left off with Eric and Lee kind of, you know, and for our listeners, first of all, this is spoiler full. So if you have not watched The Bachelorette and you want to watch without spoilers, this is not the episode for you. Go and watch up to episode six and then come back because we're right. not explaining. <laughs> we're just going to try to power through this. So we left off with Lee and Eric kind of ending things and feeling like Eric was going to be like an angry was being depicted as an angry black man right. and then when we came back on episode four somehow Eric learned to fall back <laughs> and then Kenny kind of was then like it was like a bait and switch it was like we thought we were going to get Eric as the angry black man but then somehow Kenny became the angry black man aggressive guy Right, which was really interesting because he had been framed as, you know, this really great father figure for his daughter. So whenever he suddenly became characterized as an angry, aggressive black man mm -hmm. and the ways in which he kind of fell into that, that was an interesting shift, especially because of the ways in which Eric disappeared from the storyline, from mm -hmm, the from the mm -hmm. racism storyline. Yeah, and that's one of the things I was really frustrated with um, throughout, you know, up until last night, because I was like, Dag, like, he doesn't even get to just be, like, the doting father, like, the, you know, the sweet father. And I feel like even um, as Lee was, like, baiting him, um, and then he kept calling Lee a snake um, yeah. in, I think, episode five, and I just kind of felt like his feelings were being like he was becoming a caricature of himself right like yes like the way they kept like reinforcing the snake analogy and i say the way they because i feel like even in the times that he brought it up in his confessionals 
I just kept feeling like there was a producer that kept like asking him to like use that word snake. Right. Like, I don't know. It yes. just felt very like put on a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And I also think that there was some intentionality around framing Kenny that way because Kenny is a professional wrestler. Yes. Kenny is a physically, you know, so he has this physicality to him that Eric just doesn't. Eric is just like this pretty boy. Mm. And then you have Kenny, who's a dark skinned, older, yeah. phys- physically um, intimidating black man. So he becomes more of a scapegoat for that for that trope, right? Kenny is more believable. So when you say Kenny is aggressive, that's more believable than Eric is aggressive. And even their performances of, of, um, their performances in reaction to Lee's antagonism, Mm. you know, Eric, Eric was, Eric raised his voice. Kenny actually physically took up more space. You know, his anger caused him to kind of spread out, which I imagine is also because he's a professional wrestler. But I think that, visually they were able to cast Kenny as a villain or cast Kenny as dangerous in a way that Eric just didn't read even when he was upset. Upset, yeah. And so there's been a lot of, like, I've been looking at the tweets and I've been really trying to, like, like we talked about last time, watch it, but then also I'm really aware of, like, how other people are watching it and how other people might be thinking about Kenny differently from the way that I'm thinking about it. And I saw a yeah. lot of people just being like, like, okay, Lee is a liar. Because then Lee in, Lee tells Rachel at one point that Kenny yelled at him and pulled him out of a van. Yes. Like, flat out lying. And the things that I was seeing on, on Twitter was people were being like, well, um, not all the shots are shown. Like, there were people that watched that and thought otherwise. Like, thought didn't just think that Lee is a liar. Like, they were like, well, maybe there is footage that they just didn't see. And it was totally believable for them that this guy would pull Lee out of a van and that they wouldn't show it that on is, television. That's so ridiculous. Of course they would have shown of that on television. Of course they would have showed that. Because they, everything that they showed in that Kenny versus Lee sequence, because even when they showed... Um, Kenny with the cut above his eye, they made it seem made it like seem, that was a yep. result of some exchange between yep. he and Lee. Yes. So, of course, they would have shown that if that had happened. <sighs> and if that had happened, Kenny probably would have been dismissed from the show. Absolutely. You know, so that's that's ridiculous. That's a stretch. But it goes to show, like we talked about last time, the ways in which black men are cast as um, criminal, criminally minded aggressive and dangerous individuals. So it's easy to believe that a black man can do anything and or would be capable of any type of violence, mm-hmm. particularly toward, um, you know, a defenseless white man, even though we know that that's not at all who Lee was. And and I just want to unpack the term of like, you know, I don't like the way he handled it, which is something, you know, I've talked to my coworkers about. I've talked to even my friend. Um, shout out to Tracy Hunt, who I watched um, <laughs> episode four and episode six with. Um, she even said, um, you know, we both were on the same page as far as Kenny, like her, his depiction being changed from like doting dad to angry black man but yeah. she did say she didn't like the way that he handled it in the sense of the things that like the scene um on episode five when he when lee tells rachel that he's aggressive he's aggressive he, he yelled at he me. yelled at me mm-hmm. um and then um <laughs> kenny comes out and he's like lee can i talk to you for a minute and takes him um outside into the patio And, you know, after that scene, you know, Lee kept, I don't know whether it was the alcohol talking, but he just kept um, cursing at Lee and, like, saying, like, I will shit in your shoes. Like, just, like, talking shit. You know, like, just, like, he was angry, like, talking shit. And I do think that, like, there was a point where, you know, of course, Lee Lee keeps egging him on. There was a point where, like, he could have just stopped and walked out the door and he just like was like it was almost as if he had to prove his manhood in some weird way um and so Uh. i think like that's and there was a lot of that like even in the final scene when okay so first of all after episode five (laughs) i was like why is rachel not talking to them together like she talks to um kenny gets one story she talks to lee lee tells him tells her that um Kenny is an alcoholic. I forgot that part, right? That Kenny oh, is yeah. an alcoholic. <laughs> and, and he gets really aggressive. He gets really, really aggressive. changes when he drinks. Yes. <laughs> Has this other dark side to him and pulls him out of a van. Mm-hmm. And then Rachel's looking at him like, what? Huh? Like, because she had just talked to Kenny. 
And then she goes back to the both of them. They're sitting there. And in the voiceover, you hear her say, you know, I have to I wanted to leave my lawyer hat um, at home, but I have to bring my lawyering out. And then I'm thinking she's going to talk to both of them at the same time in that moment. But then she pulls Kenny to the side again. And she says, Kenny, well, he just told me all these things. And and Kenny is looking like flabbergasted, like what? Like, like he's a liar like you know that moment when yeah. you, your, your mom is a kid this brought me back to like those days when my mom would accuse me of something because there have been times where like i would lie i'm not gonna front like i lied to my mom we all lie <laughs> but the, it hurts more when someone accuses you of something that is just a flat out lie yeah like i legit did not do that I what are you talking about <laughs> right um and it's just this feeling of like always having to prove yourself and that's frustration and this like why don't you believe me so i completely sympathized with Kenny in that moment but I was really frustrated by Rachel in that moment because I wanted her to talk to them together like just be like yo okay so you keep telling me this you keep telling me that that like she never even in the next episode right uh, um, when she finally does um, sit them both down but she never talks to them about what they said in front of both of them and that was very frustrating to me absolutely and I and I I understand the you know, the, the um, frustration with Kenny and his reactions. But I think he was quite measured. Mm-hmm. And even in the final episode w- with them, when they, when he, when they were together in, on the, two, the two-on-one date, mm-hmm. and Kenny finally said, you know, when Kenny comes back and tells, um, after Rachel dismisses Lee, and Lee lies again, oh, and, that was so and they're getting on the helicopter, and then yeah. Kenny has to go back. It's like he keeps trying to give... Lee, the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, what are you doing? This is a racist. Yes. You cannot, you know, it's like you cannot have a reasonable conversation with a racist. He's going to cont- because he- Lee was very intentionally trying to get Kenny to react in the ways that Kenny was reacting. Absolutely. And Kenny fell for it. But I think, I think that it's, and because we also have that exchange he had with Will, where Will was trying to explain to Lee, mm-hmm. this is problematic race, racist rhetoric that you're yeah, using. Yeah. You know, to call a black man aggressive has these these implications. I think Will was ridiculously calm. Like, oh I, like, my god! You know, like I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and so you have you have Eric that wasn't having it, Kenny that's not having it, and then Will who refuses to react. Yeah, but. And I get that. Because he was trying to get Will to say aggressive, like in that moment when they're on the balcony. Yes. You can tell. And, and Will was just like, I'm not going to say the word because, like, aggressive has a history for black men in America. Like, you know, aggressive Absolutely. has been used to justify so much. So I'm not going to say the words. And then he goes into the whole race card thing. Um, Lee. Yeah, but wasn't it, It didn't it feel like that was just so tempered? Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, Will, you're, re- you're really level-headed. That's amazing. But... It takes a certain type of person to be able to absorb that ignorance and hatred that Lee was putting out. And the fact that Will did that was impressive. But I think that it's this unique, you know, like I don't think we should just be out here expecting black men to give racist white men the benefit of the doubt when they're being, you know, um, when they're trying to when they're trying you in the mm-hmm. ways in which Kenny was tried. Mm-hmm. So I, especially in the moment, I think, you know, we can, we all can look back on things and say, okay, I could have handled that better or I should have done this or that. And I think Will had the benefit of watching Lee interact with these other black men. Mm-hmm. And so he refused to engage, but we also have to keep in mind, Lee was not coming for Will, yeah. you know, so Lee did not, Lee was not attacking Will. So Will's measured reaction was because he wasn't being personally attacked. So he could have a measured reaction. Yeah. But when someone is constantly coming at you, yeah. I think, you know, like I was, I, I, I honestly felt because it was such a, tri- it was th- those interactions were so triggering. I was so upset. Yeah. Um, and I felt like ABC, and there's been some critiques, right? There've been several critiques and articles out um, critiquing ABC for using racism for yeah. ratings. Yeah. And I felt that because, you know, it was like I, I wanted to turn the television off. It, it was sickening the ways in which we were getting um, cliffhangers around, okay, when is a black man going to, you know, slap this white man? You know, when is he going to punch him out? Because <laughs> yeah, it, in yeah. all of that lead up, it, that, that's what happened. So it was very problematic and triggering for me. And I wanted Rachel, I wanted somebody to just call it what it was and say, you're racist. 
can we just say that instead of beating around the bush? Will was alluding to it, but he wouldn't say it. Dean even said it, Dean you know, did or alluded say it. to it. You know, he was He's like, he has a problem with people who are different or you know, culturally different or something like mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, but, okay, that's good. But can you just say he's racist? Yeah. Can we say that? Why aren't we saying that yeah. <laughs> and calling that what it is? And why didn't Rachel say that? Because I think finally she got it and she was like, okay, he's lying. Yeah. And he's probably lying because he thinks I'm going to believe these things about a black man. But why not just say that? Why not just say you're racist? This is racist. Can we not say that on The Bachelorette when there's a black bachelorette and yeah. you know an, an interracial cast can we not do that, that well i think people stop the problem with the word racist is that people stop listening once <laughs> you know jay smooth has a really um he's a vlogger and you know he's been vlogging yes. for years and he yes, okay. that that video of like you know calling someone a race like having the race conversation and calling someone a racist versus saying what you did was racist and sometimes you know people of color when black people we have to say what you we have to like do the work of explaining what you did is racist racist because yes. if you call someone a racist they stop listening because it becomes a like um a who who i am conversation as opposed to what you what you're doing conversation and uh, honestly yes. lee is racist <laughs> period yes. um and i think like because when when white people hear you call someone racist, they start to evaluate themselves and they start to look at it and say, like, okay, well, would I have made similar choices? And like, in the if I had made those similar choices, I know that's not what I know. I'm not racist in my heart, so he can't be racist. You know what I mean? It right. starts to be this right. like, oh, you're saying something about me when you call Lee racist, and it's like, no, I mean Lee's racist. <laughs> right. That's just but a no, thing. I get that. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. But if someone, um, even if they didn't call him a racist, even if they would have just said that's racist, I just wanted to hear racist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I needed to hear racist (laughs) in one of those three episodes because there was a lot of racism happening and no one was just calling Calling it. It's like everyone felt it, but no one was naming it. And I'm like, okay, because maybe ABC could be forgiven for that if. It, if they would have fleshed it out and, and and let that word be spoken and hang in the air, yeah. but the fact that it was ju- it was just bubbling over, but no one would say it. Yeah, well, that's why that's I think so that problematic that, for me that scene between Rachel Lee and Kenny was I wanted it because I wanted him to be called out on his bullshit, and I wanted right you know because in that moment because there's always a, a, a I think for viewers watching it there was still like a tinge of he could be telling the truth that I think was left out there that, that I wish wouldn't have been. Yeah. Um, what did you think about Kenny going back to Lee after, you know, Rachel dismisses Lee and they're walking to the jet to leave. And then Kenny, you know, he, she's walking off with Kenny to the, to mm-hmm. the plane. And then Kenny turns around and goes back to Lee. What, in that moment, what were you, what were you thinking? I was thinking because of the setup, the way it had been set up, I was thinking he was going to go confront him and physically assault him. Like, mm. I honestly thought there was a physical assault about to happen. Like, I need to go and say goodbye to him. Yeah. was going to be fist to face. Because honestly, even Lee had mentioned, you know, he, he had said that I'll probably get hit in the face for saying this, for lying, but it's worth it. You know, like he, he didn't care. So that I think the way that they set it up, that's what I was expecting. I was actually disappointed because what ended up happening was and not disappointed because he didn't hit him i'm not saying that i wanted him to hit him Mm -hmm. but i was disappointed that he bothered to go back to try to rationalize with him again yeah and i mean because because one of the things that happened by kenny going back i think kenny was attempting to humanize himself like I'm, i'm i'm a rational person but what he ended up doing was was seemingly humanizing Lee or humanizing a racist because he was saying, you know, there's really a good, there's a good part of you, Lee. There's a good Lee in there somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, don't give him the benefit of the doubt. This person has been race baiting you this entire time. And if not you, the other black male contestants, those that he found, you know, it's almost like his entire purpose of being there was to thwart the possibility of black love, you know, was to badmouth the black men and or make racial Rachel suspicious of the black men so that even if it wasn't him, because I have, Absolutely. I do not believe that Lee had any intention or interest in Rachel. Absolutely not. Um, but, you know, and, and but I think the point was to make sure that a black man didn't get her mm-hmm. or that she wouldn't have interest in a black man. And in some ways it worked. Right. Yeah. Because she even the night after some of that initial things happened, I think the end of episode four, I'm thinking, OK, Lee's out of here. He's leaving. Yeah. And she dismisses the black man. Hmm. 
And I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay. You know, dig eat less. I'm like, okay. But in episode five, you you, you know, so at at the end of the last episode, there's one black man still standing. Yeah. And that is Eric Eric. with his fine ass. But it's not... Yeah, you know, but I'm but I'm not convinced that she's going to end up with a black man now, and I'm kind of disappointed. Mm. But let's be real. So when she when when she dismissed Diggy, I was like, oh my god, Diggy's there. I mean, Diggy left, and Lee's still there. Like, what the hell? Right. Um, but at the end of the day, I didn't think she was going to end up with Diggy, right? And similarly, you know, I was Team Josiah. Like, I love me some Josiah and his little Bible knowing behind. Like, I was really <laughs> here for him. But there was this episode, I think in episode five, where you know they're they're on a on a, a group date, but they're having their one on one time, and she's talking mm-hmm. to him, and she tells him like, I feel like you don't you always talk you always say things about me that you probably read about me, but you don't ask me any questions about me. And he's so confident that she was going to be swept away with him that he doesn't see that for what it was as like a ask me a question or like, you know, like get to know me. And he completely is just like, you're wonderful. You're great. And I did feel like, oh, he's going home in that moment. He needs to go home because there was no chemistry between them. There wasn't. And he was he was just so cocky at that point. He he became very cocky. And I think because he felt like he was the most eligible black man left. Yeah. And like, like, I'm a no. lawyer, you a lawyer, we good, we, you know. Right. <laughs> and, um, and the ways in which, you know, he, he's one of the only, and I'm not, I'm not sure I would have to go back and check, but it seems like he's the, one of the only men who, after being um, let go or sent home, ha- has negative things to say on his way out. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Everybody else had a very, you know, has just been very humble about leaving. Like, oh, I understand she has, you know, to make these difficult decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, and he just seemed to be like, well, forget you then. You know, it was the equivalent of the dude trying to kick it to you when you're yeah. not interested. Well, forget you then. I ain't like you anyway. Right. And it was like, really? And that and that kind of exposed the fact that I think he wasn't really that interested anyway. Yeah. Because the other guys that I think are really interested are not kicking chairs over on their way out. Not that he did that, but, you know, metaphorically, like, we'll yeah. forget you then. There yeah. wasn't that. But then I'm trying to remember, I think um, with her, like, um, when, when you know, after she doesn't give him a rose and he hugs her, he says, like, you take care now, or something like that. Like, he just, he, not, he doesn't say forget. He didn't disrespect her. He didn't yeah, disrespect in her in yeah. person, but in the... Um, in the um, confessionals, the interview. before yeah. she actually didn't give him, he said something like, if she doesn't give me a rose, something is wrong with her head. And I was like, oh, sir. Right. Oh, sir. Yes, he did. <laughs> you need yes, to go right now. And that's, you know, yeah. And so I was like, yeah, you do not deserve to be chosen. Because what, what would that person be like in a relationship, Absolutely. in an argument? Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, not not here for that. But but her, the fact that she left, she um, dismissed Anthony in that same, you know, rose ceremony, I was really surprised by that. Because they had a great date early on on the horse through L.A. Yes. And I was just, was it L.A.? Well, they were on horses. I, I don't remember. Yeah, I think, but yeah, they were um, in Hollywood. In Hollywood, yeah. okay. Um, and so I didn't see any, you know, I think Rachel at this point is really, you know, she keeps saying, I'm just trying to see who I can, who can be my husband. Like, she's like really basing her and, you know, how she feels, going with her gut. When she said that gut thing, it reminded me of like Olivia Pope. <laughs> like, she's like, I gotta trust <laughs> my gut. Um, and then um, she let Anthony go. And I don't, there was nothing that happened. That made me see why she sent home Anthony. No, I agree, and and that and that was also you know the in mass black man being sent home episode. Yeah, um, and Anthony was <laughs> black the, man massacre. Was the yeah? It was like he was the safest, and he was sweet, and yeah. like you said, there was no drama. No drama. And the interesting thing that happened is because. Eric is very vocal, which I really yeah. appreciate. Oh. So he was the one to My say, God. okay, I, I'm not, you know, I don't really trust this process. But he also um, was saying, okay, she's sending a lot of black dudes yeah. home. Maybe maybe black men aren't her thing. Yeah. And Anthony is the one who said, no, I don't think it's like that. I don't <laughs> think she sees us that way. Meanwhile, dude, she clearly wasn't seeing you at all. <laughs> so I thought that was ironic. Yeah, very. And his his answer was so measured. He was like, I, ooh, ooh, me, me, I have the correct answer. <laughs> He's like, like, no, we are all individuals. She does not see us as a monolith, something like that. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And then he went home that very episode, which I thought was <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Um, and, yeah. And with and he went home when there. So when she says that 
she's now focusing on people that she can actually see as her husband. It makes me really curious about what her what her standards and criteria are. Yeah. Because the men that are still left are so different. Yeah. I don't really see what, you know, um, yeah. maybe aesthetically or personality why like they're just they're just so different and the oddball out of course is eric because he yeah. is the only black guy that's remaining um but i i'm so i'm confused i'm really curious to see what it is about the men that are still there that make that um make them husband material for her yeah the fact that, that she, she let matt see. matt is still there i just keep being like yo every right. two seconds i'm like Who, who's matt okay matt is the penguin suit guy but like okay so in this doc <laughs> that me and you have together like everyone else has like stuff under them the for matt all we have is the penguin suit guy penguin that's suit guy. that's the yeah. only thing that we really and then he has that weird like mcdonald's hairline <laughs> mcdonald's sign hairline <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little petty, but I was like, but I was like, Matt, why, yeah, why is he still here? I don't. I mean, oh, and my okay. My other theory is that she feels like it's wrong to send home somebody without having a one on one. I think like maybe that's another thing that maybe she's thinking like, you know, she like given she, him a chance. she hasn't given him a chance yet. So maybe and him and Adam. Adam is the one with the doll, right? Let me. Yeah, Adam is yeah. the one with the with the doll. Him too. We we just have like why, who, why, what? I don't understand. Um, right. Why is he here? Um, and he's another one. It's like those two. But I think maybe you know maybe she'll do a two on one with them um, in the next episode, and she'll get one of them out of there quickly, and then you know get the last one out during the rose ceremony. Um, yeah. Can we circle back and talk about Will? And yes. <laughs> um, so Will ends up so it ends up being um, at the beginning of episode six. The black guys that are left are Will, Kenny, right? Mm-hmm. And Eric. And yeah. um, Kenny goes home before the rose ceremony because uh, first of all, I'm really happy that Kenny left on his own terms. Right. He was pretty much yeah. just like, you know, I have a I have a lot at home and I like for me to be here. I have to feel like it's actually going somewhere. And if it's not, like, let's just wrap this up now. (laughs) Yes. And Rachel agreed with him. And then he went home to his daughter, Mackenzie. And that scene in the car actually made me tear up. I don't know if you if you cry. Yes, he was very sweet. It was yeah. it was very sweet, and I want yeah, Mackenzie. I'm here for a team, Mackenzie, because she was just like, we really really like each other, but she really understands how much me being away from me was really hurting me and like breaking me in half. I kind of feel because you got to go to like two amazing places. You got to do awesome things, and I'm just proud of you that you made it that far. Thank you, baby. I love, 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 love. So then at this point is Will and and Eric. Eric gets his group, da- I mean, his one-on-one date. It was interesting because, right, one of the things that um, happened that we, we learned before the one-on-one date is that Will yes. has not yes. really dated black women. Oh, wait, so I'm like, cool? wait. What did he say? It was such an interesting way that he framed it. Um, typically, I don't typically yeah, date. Typically, <laughs> like what and the fuck? Does one that of the mean? things that was most interesting about that, because on the um at the the nighttime portion of their one on one date, whenever um you know Rachel was kind of asking him questions about what his you know what he's looking for, what he generally dates, and that's when he admits, well, I usually date white girls, mm. and I was I found it to be interesting the way Rachel's reaction to that because she seemed to have like the typical black girl reaction mm. when a when a black dude is telling you, mm. oh, I don't date black women. Mm. And then she said, um, never? Or, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like you never yeah. date black women? And he's like, or no, you no, typically never. don't date. Not never. Yeah, and he was like, oh, not never. And then, you know, we had the whole uh, excuse around because there's no black girls where I live. You know, like I lived in a <sighs> predominantly white neighborhood, so there were no black girls. Right, they're right, right? So I think and her, her reaction to that and the ways in which she was off-put by yeah. it was indicative of being the dark-skinned black girl who is yeah. oftentimes overlooked because you're the dark-skinned black girl, yeah. right? And I and I and so I could feel that tension between them at that point. And they just and they were kicking it like friends. So their entire date it was it was cool, but it wasn't like she's been all hugged up, kissed up, mm-hmm. you know, with all of these other guys on their on their and very intimate on their one-on-one dates. 
And with Will, it wasn't it wasn't like that, and it was unclear why. You know, he mm-hmm. he just seemed. And he said that he was affectionate with other with other women. He was affectionate, right? Exactly, which mean which to me meant you're not into her. Yeah. And she, you know, and she and she has said, I think in a, in pre in a previous episode that she, you know, she really needs physical to feel touch. wanted yeah, and, and desired yes, in a relationship, yes. and that's important to her. And he didn't seem to be into her at all. So at which point he's like, okay, I, I usually only date white girls. And then he says, and I'm very affectionate. I'm very physically affectionate in relationships. And she's looking like, okay, I'm not a white girl and you haven't been affectionate with me at all. Yeah. And I love her her low-key read because she was just like, "Um, me too. I I grew up around white people too. (laughs) And and actually, I've I've dated mostly black men. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she gives epic shade. And that look, she has this look she gives them like, what now? And so I'm so here for Rachel, the black girl. I'm I'm so here for Rachel, the black girl. So I I appreciated that read. Um, and, And so I just found it, honestly, I found it odd that those things about Will came out. Mm now you yeah, know like yeah that it just seemed very very odd to me um and it was unfortunate then that kenny had decided on his own accord to leave yeah because i think that he would have you know that he could he would have still been there and there would have at least still been two black men because i don't think she you know because like you said earlier i have you know i definitely had this curiosity at the beginning at the beginning of um the season to see how long black men would last yeah, you know like yeah. is it possible for this to be an actual black love story mm-hmm. um, and not just a black bachelorette. And so I've been disappointed as black men have, have left, yeah. but I also get it, right? You know, because like you said, Diggy, he was not, you know, he wasn't it. He yeah. wasn't it. Um, Josiah wasn't it. Wasn't it. Um, Kenny, unfortunately, just, they just couldn't get it together. The, the, the storyline was too much about Kenny and his animosity toward Lee yeah. that, to to ever really see what that could have been between them because there was always this thing between them is is he lying is he telling the truth is he you know how does he act when I'm not around what does what is he like when he drinks yeah but um so I was really disappointed that Will too deserved to go home so I can't even say that the black men she's <laughs> yes. dismissed should yeah. have stayed yeah you know off the measure of being black men yeah um I, but i can, also can't say that i'm completely clear on why some of the white men have stayed so like in these previous few episodes i'm like okay i i, I get it but some of the earlier episodes some of the black men that left earlier yeah that were dismissed soon yeah. i think probably could have lasted a little bit longer Be like an anthony definitely an anthony yeah. and even some of the ones that were there in the first in the first few episodes that didn't last you know, not necessarily Fred, because I got that Fred. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, she yeah, couldn't yeah. get past Fred mm-mm, being, mm-mm. you know, a badass kid. But you know, I think that there were some of the other black men that didn't get an opportunity to fully flesh out who they were to her. Well, maybe there was an age thing too, because I know Anthony is twenty six, and I had said from yes. from early on that I don't think that Rachel is really here for you know being that much of an age difference between the person that she chooses. That's why I don't think Dean ultimately is going to be the person that she chooses. Um, so maybe, I, maybe I mean we're That's looking possible. at it like why isn't she keeping the black man? But maybe she's considering the black men first and so therefore they get kicked off first because she knows in her heart that this is not her husband you know yeah that's you know me me trying to psychoanalyze um rachel Lindsay. <laughs> but no yeah no i get that i get that and dean yeah dean is young too um but dean is fun dean is affectionate dean is he's very cute he's like very the smile cute. and i'm so here for dean so when dean was saying uh, lee makes me uncomfortable he's a yeah, creep he's an yeah. idiot and he's racist but yeah. not saying racist. racist yeah i was like okay i'm here for you dean i kind of forgive mm-hmm. you for saying mm-hmm. when you first met rachel that you're ready to go black and never go back <laughs> because that was kind of unforgivable uh, at the moment but i'm like okay you're redeeming yourself a little yeah. bit you, you just were a little corny but you're redeeming yourself but i think you're right he, he's young um, and at the end of the day, will he be ready right away to get to married, married and yeah. start a family? Yeah. Um, Dean shares the fact that his mom um, died of cancer when he was 14. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's just really been open and like very vulnerable, Rachel. And I think like that's another thing she's looking for. Like, who is opening up to me? Who's being vulnerable? Who's taking a risk and showing me, like, putting all their cards out? Because, you know, she also says repeatedly that she's afraid to do that um, herself. Absolutely. And that's one of the qualities I can say. So a few of the men that are still left 
have been really real with her, like mm-hmm. Brian and Eric and Dean, because Eric also kind of shared a little bit about his relationship mm-hmm. with his mother and his, mm-hmm. um, you know, ambivalence about relationships in the past because of that. Yeah. And I think, you know, and so I'm, and as I'm watching this, I'm watching it as a fan, you know, as a cultural critic and consumer, but also as a potential future producer, right? Because yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. what is the, the storyline behind this? Because I'm thinking that Eric will at least make it to hometowns because he's opened up this story about this rift between him and his mom. Yeah. So we now have to meet his mom, yes, right? Yes. We have to see who she is, where he came from, and, and what, what the issue is between, between them yeah. that has caused him to have, you know, the ambivalence that he does around love relationships. Ugh, but that date in general with, with Eric and, and Rachel made me very happy. That was the first time that I was like, I was cheesing the whole time. And I was just <laughs> like, like, I can see this. I want this for them. I want this for her. Um, yes. Unless, she, I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to, I guess what I'm trying to do is like balance my want, my desire for quote unquote black love with like, okay, that might be a part of reason why I'm single, right? Or, like, a part of the reason why, you know, this idea that, like, you know, you need that, you know, I can't, we can't even use Cosby as a reference anymore. Damn. But, like, yeah, we need, we like, a... Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> a blackish... <laughs> Mm -hmm. a blackish you know kind of marriage right or like even my parents like you know my parents has been married i'm 31 my parents have been married for 33 years um and so like you know we have this ideal of what we want um but maybe we should be you know be doing the swirl a little bit more and i think like that's maybe some of like as i watch it some of the stuff that's going on with me personally yes and i think that's one of the challenges for me as a you know as someone who um is really interested and somewhat invested in black love and mm-hmm. in, in there being a representation of black love and mm-hmm. there being um, a show that shows us that it is possible. Yeah. In, in, regardless of the situation, I'm, I'm really invested in Eric more now than ever. And he's oh, yeah. always been my front runner because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, okay, Baltimore. You know, like, you know, <laughs> from the first episode when he, um, the after the Rose um, episode that he showed up at. But... And I feel very invested in them ending up together, not only because I kind of I kind of called it from the beginning, but because he is your he's like the most regular black mm. black dude, mm. because to me, I think that is just as important as a black yeah. love is that you can have a black, a professional black woman who's very prominent be with a with a regular black dude. Right. Because Eric's like what a fitness trainer or something. You know, he's not a lawyer. He's not a corporate banker. You know, he's he's out here being regular but it's just so sweet yeah um and lovable and i and i want to see that be possible as much as the black love be possible that you know that that black women who have reached a particular level in their career or lives can still find love and and it doesn't have to be someone that's doing the exact same thing that they're doing absolutely that can still be successful black love um so i'm invested in that but i'm also you know this is also challenging me to think about um the ways in which black women sometimes limit ourselves mm-hmm. because of because of, of of a rigidity around I have to have a black love story I have yeah. to end up with a black man um because one of the things that Rachel is doing and I think is teaching us as she's doing it is she's not afraid to let go of something that's not right like you you're, you're mm-hmm. not it you're you're black you're beautiful yes. but you're not it you know so maybe and and you're not you're not reaching me in the ways that some of these white boys are reaching me um, but the thing is, Rachel also has a particular aesthetic. This is TV. Yes. And I'm not convinced that white boys are just out here checking for black girls like that, yeah. to be real. So I don't, you know, I don't know that, you know, these are really our problem. Yeah, Dean said that this was his first time dating a black woman, right? Didn't he say that when Eric... He did. When they were talking about Will um, not dating a lot of black women or typically dating right. black women. Um, yes. Yeah, Dean <laughs> says, like, oh, do you think that he should tell her tell her that because you know like to be frank like something like this is my first time dating a black woman but there i mean and eric make the smart eric just be saying all the making all the points because he was like it is different that he's a black man and never like you just assume that he's dated like he just always says the thing that you're just like okay this is the thing so smart yeah (laughs) exactly so smart um like what one thing i'm noticing is just like the little black things that are done and said so like with eric saying swag swag as Rachel as as rachel got out of the boat at in copenhagen <laughs> yeah yeah you know and then like um rachel in one of the the group dating situations you know as she walked in she goes ooh 
and like that's like such a like you know from that song um you call yes. her, yeah okay <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> and i'm just like oh like those are things that like you know me and my girls do at brunch or whatever the case might be and it's just so like specific black that like yes. if you blink and you'll miss it but you know, it's something that I've never really just got to see represented on television like this, right. you know? Right. Um, Absolutely. And it's, 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 it's endearing. And it makes me even more, it, it's very, it's always made um, Eric very endearing, you know, because when they first met and he was just kind of dancing up to her. And yes. it's just, and I think that that, even if she's guarded, that has to break her walls down every time he yeah, does that because he yeah. just has this way of yeah. putting her at ease by just being regular absolutely and, and you know and real. taking her out of the thing that she needs to do which is ultimately transition the show right so she needs to be like okay so we're going to da, da, da. like she needs to do her the show part of of the falling right. in love and yes. like you can tell like <laughs> she, she like, what, yeah, like she wait forgets. what are we doing what's the script what am i supposed to say <laughs> what are, like yeah so yeah. i think she's a little smitten by i think she's smitten by eric as well not just us yeah. but if she doesn't want him um you know eric i'm in tuscaloosa <laughs> alabama come holla yeah uh, yeah um, he's selling hats, by the way. He We got a press release from him, uh, from his people. And at first, I was like, oh, I can't read this because I was thinking, like, maybe that means that he's off the show. And I was just like, no. Um, but it's actually, let me see if I can find it. Eric Bigger. Yeah, so, um, so we got a press release to have him on, you know, I guess he's looking for press. And it's because he's, like, selling um, the, the cap trap <laughs> where oh. um, he has inspirational <laughs> quotes. Um, such as it's miracle season, so he's selling caps. Um, okay, and, and that is his line, right? Yeah, miracles. Yeah. <laughs> this is your miracle season. Okay, yeah. So, okay, um, Eric, I can forward this to you. Maybe there's a way. You know, you could be like, listen, <laughs> I have a show. It's gonna be at dinner at seven. <laughs> we have access. We have ways. Um, yes, to yes. get to him is what I'm saying. Send me that. Yes, I will definitely forward this to you. <laughs> um. One thing, okay, so the front runners, it seems like everyone, you know, I've read a few of the recaps, and a lot of people are saying that um, Peter and Dean are, are the front runners, and then also some oh. people, yeah, people are like Peter and Dean, Peter and Dean, Peter and Dean. Like, that's literally a, a, like all the experts that, that have been watching this show forever and ever are saying um, Peter is the one that she was in the hot tub with. Yes. Um, which is very steamy and very. She loves her some hot tubs. She loves her some like steaming water because she also was in a steam situation with Eric with on their Eric, date. Yes, but yes. nothing compared to that Peter situation. Right. Um, mm-hmm. She full on straddled him and was like dry humping in the water. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and a part of me like was like, ugh, like I, I. I wasn't mad at it because that's the same thing that I feel like any other bachelor or bachelorette would be doing. But right. a part of my heart was like, "Ooh, girl, no, don't, don't fall, yeah, don't, don't do fall it. in that trap." That, mm-hmm. yeah, and then that she didn't Jezebel give him a trap. he didn't she didn't give him a rose, <laughs> which was funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool." I'm gonna go ahead and give this to. Did she give it to Will? She gave it to Will in that episode. Yes. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, then that's when he got his one on one the next episode, and then he was out of there. Right. Um, there was something that she said to Brian that I wanted us to talk about, which she says to Brian that um, I don't believe the good things when they happen to me when it comes to when it comes to men. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, I can. I relate to that. It's kind of like, yeah. this is too good to be true. You start to question it. You start to think about, like, um, like what is your intention in this situation? I know, I mean, maybe this is something that all people can relate to, but there's something in particular about, like, growing up as a black girl in America that, like, like shit happened. There's stuff that I can say that like, happened to me in as a as a teenager that I'm just like, yo, like thank God I survived that. Like there's just so much. Absolutely. And, and you know, you know, I read a lot of memoirs, you know, and you you see that you start to see a pattern of like um trauma that happens and then also the lack of acknowledgement for that trauma <laughs> whereas I sometimes yeah. you feel like with other stories other people like at the very least you'll get the Lifetime movie about it you'll get the like series that kind of addresses it but like for like a lot of black girls like things happen and like it just happens and you feel like you're the only one 
or like it becomes like a normalized thing in your community like oh that's such and such she's whatever the case might be like yeah, you she's know, a you, survivor yeah she's a and, you know yeah. and, and that survivorship is then you know wrapped around the legacy of strong black womanhood yes. you know so black women are strong and she can she can absorb and, and endure um and when it comes to relationships you know we we are, i think there there's this thing about um the courtship mm-hmm. the honeymoon phase of a relationship mm-hmm. where everything is great and you're being um, courted and swooned and, 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 and told sweet nothings and all of that that happens at the beginning of a relationship, but there's no follow-through, right? So it's like once once there's a commitment made or um, once a guy feels like he has you, yeah. he doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons that, 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 that women in general and black women in particular feel like, okay, you're just saying that or you don't mean that because there's, there's very rarely follow-through. Um, once a guy gets gets your attention, once he gets whatever he wants from you, whether that whether that is sex and mm-hmm. or your affection, you know, because sometimes they just want to prove that they could get you if they yeah, want you. So yeah, it's a chase. even if it's yeah, just, yeah it's just, it's a, it's about the chase. It's the it's a game. So once and 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 I and I can definitely see this show being being a version of that because I think that there are definitely some some contestants on the show that. It was a game. Yeah. I'm going to come on here and I'm going to woo her yeah. because I can. I think that there was some of that going on with Josiah. Absolutely. You know, it's like cause he was just trying to be charming. Mm-hmm. He was not being sincere, but I but I can get this girl. I, I can get any girl. Yeah. And there was also some of that going on with Demario, right? Yeah. Demario, who was dismissed early on, but who has also had this drama going on <sighs> uh, with the Bachelor in Paradise show. Mm. Do we wanna... What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my not so subtle transition yeah, to the Bachelor no. <laughs> in Paradise shenanigans. Um, so, you know, it's been a few weeks since it first happened. And um, now they're bringing the show back. They um, because, you know, everyone has been exonerated. And Demario went on this like press circuit where he was trying to clear his name. He talked about his mom crying every day because of his name being dragged through the mud. And then, you know, reading all these things and, like, listening to his interview with, I I believe, E! Online about just, like, what exactly happened. Um, So he talks about meeting Corinne, who was on the same season as Rachel, and them talking about both being the villains and, like, you know, kind of hooking, really hitting it off and then ultimately hooking up. And he, like, talks about her, like, straddling his face, which is something else I was hearing rumors that that was, like, an oral sex kind of situation. And, you know, just him Uh really just saying, like, I didn't do anything. These are the facts as I remember. She was the aggressor, and these are the facts as I know it. And then right after that, I read her um, her statement from from June fourteenth, where she pretty much started off like she, her first word in that statement was, "I am I'm a, a victim. victim." Yeah, I am a victim. This yep. is my worst nightmare. Like this, you know, and it just made me like reading it backwards because that's ultimately like I was doing research for this conversation and I kind of was reading things backwards from like okay what is the ultimate story but then what were the stories that were coming out that made me like question a lot of things is ultimately I am I'm team believe women believe women believe women I cannot say that enough um and if there was footage of something that happened, I feel like they like there will be charges. I don't think this country, I don't think that anyone would hesitate to bring charges against Demario, especially if there's cameras all around. Like I just absolutely, and especially if there's a white woman involved, because mm. you know that we we that there's a way in which folk are really concerned about white women in a way that they're not always concerned about black women, right? So we have to protect white women, especially from black men. So there's a racial dynamic at play there as well, and it's it's unique because we don't usually have that many black male contestants showing up on the on the in the franchise or the spinoffs, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a very unique situation because um, because it also makes you wonder how this would be framed yeah. if it were not Demario Jackson, if it was like. <laughs> Tony, Jack, you know, yeah, like if it was yeah, like yeah. if it was a white boy, yeah. you know, like would it would he have been villainized in the same way from the beginning before we had all of the information? All the information, you know, yeah. would, you know, would would he if he were a white man would he have, 
would he have been given the benefit of the doubt? And please believe, I am not here for Demario Absolutely in any not. sense of the term. Absolutely I, you not. know, you know, yeah. called him out. He's not quite right from the, you know, from, <laughs> from the very first episode yeah. of the of the of the Bachelorette. But but I think that those all of those things have to be a part of the conversation. We have we can't ignore the racial dynamic that's at play in the in the in the Bachelorette this season, but also that's now at play in. The spinoff. So um, I guess let's take a hard a hard um, transition into who are our final four. Because um, if if all the things I've read is correct, because this is my first time watching it, and I know yours uh-huh. too, there will yes. be um, four um, guys that would get home visits, right? Yes. So as of right now, there are seven guys. Who are your four? Your your top four. Your final my top four. four <laughs> my final four. Okay, so Eric is at the top because for all of the reasons I've already said, um, I'm here for Eric. Um, and I think that uh, Dean mm-hmm. and Brian, mm-hmm. because Brian got the first impression, Rose, and from what I understand, that has been, you know, really a re- relevant indicator of who is in the final, who is a finalist. Yeah. And Peter. Yes. I think those are my final four because... The other guys are just not memorable at oh, all. Cool. So unless something really shifts yeah. um, in this next episode and they show up in ways they have not <laughs> shown yeah. up, I think those are my final four. We are on the exact same page. And then we should also say that those are also older guys. I mean, besides Dean, who's 26, Brian is yes. 37, Eric is 29, and Peter is 31. So our assumption yes. that she is looking for a grown-ass man is correct. Yes, <laughs> yes. because she and she's... What, 31? Yeah, she's 31, yeah. 31, yes, so yes. And those, and all of these guys are within, with the exception of Dean, are within, you know, a year or two of her. So that matters. So, um, Robin, thank you for, again, co-hosting this with me and, like, feeding this bachelorette vice I now have. So Absolutely. <laughs> all right, until next time. Until next time. Okay, that's it for the second edition of Represent Rose. Thanks again to Robin. And listeners, look out for a regular Represent episode right after this one in the feed this Friday. Represent is produced by me. Aisha Harris, as y'all know, is our esteemed host. Our social media assistant is Marissa Martinelli. And our intro outro music is performed by the sweet San Francisco funk soul band Midtown Social. And if you enjoyed this, please let us know. Shoot us an email at represent at slate.com and tell us about it. All right, y'all. Peace out.